Warning, this episode contains explicit content. Please proceed with caution. in a digital age, an age where things are happening at a rapid speed. And one of the things that we are always in a rush to is meeting the one. Many of us spent our lives searching for that person only to find ourselves in disappointment or to realize that maybe that person is not out there for us. But in reality, the one is out there for us. And if we don't have what we want, Are we doing absolutely everything in our power to get it? I mean, it all starts with our mindset. Our mindset has to change. They say that a lesson is not learned will keep showing up in your life. We have to understand that in order to meet the one, we have to take ourselves everywhere we go. We have to be truly authentic to ourselves so that others can see us for who we are and not for what we want them to see us for. On this week's episode, I interview Valerie Sweet, who is the author of The Most Wanted One in the World. Valerie has an amazing book that gives us an insight into what it takes to find the one and what we need to do in our lives to find that person. But it all starts with us. Now let us go to that conversation and see what Valerie Sweet has to say about finding the one in today's modern day. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to Whiskey Sex Talk. I am your host, Romeo. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have Valeria Sweet, author of The Most Wanted One in the World, How to Be the One to Meet the One. Valerie, welcome to Whiskey Sex Talk. Hi. So how's it going? Good. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you so much for coming into a studio. I'm really, really excited. I'm glad you actually said yes to coming in. (laughs) I really, I really want to talk about your book so bad. Um, So I just want to jump in really quick. Uh, So before we begin, I just want to ask you, what led you to write a book on how to meet the one? (laughs) Well, um, so I've been life coaching people for a long time. Okay. And uh, it's not just love coaching. It's Mm -hmm. also, you know, whatever they're going through. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted was for people who don't even know me or who don't have like the access to talk to me for like an hour one-on-one to be able to have my advice. So I thought if I just write a book, that way people can find it and they can get my advice like whenever they want, Mm -hmm. you know, it'll be accessible. So about two years ago, uh, what prompted me was my sister, like we would have, you know, heart to hearts about our experiences and she would like ask me questions and she'd be like, oh, well, how does this remind you of another relationship you had? Like, you know, what should I do? Um, And I was like, oh my gosh, it's really cool that you're looking up to me for advice now too. And I want other people to also get this advice. So I started journaling about it. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. And so I would journal about different topics that I would want to talk about, you know, and from that stemmed 
like putting together a book. And then I started a blog, thesweetpost.com last year. And it was about different topics. So it was like mindset, relationship, productivity stuff. And, you know, part of the relationship ones, people were like, really, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. Like, what's a karmic connection? Like, you know, um, because I wrote about like soulmates, about, I had an article about how to meet the one. And, uh, which is an extra, it's an interesting exercise. It's like writing down what you want in your partner. And, um, and so I took everything I journaled about and then everything that was in my blog that was related to relationships Mm -hmm. and I put it together as a book and it's just interesting how things come together. You know, once you have an idea for something and you actually start Everything just comes together like a puzzle piece. You know, I think it's amazing that you are actually the person that people actually uh, came to for advice. And you actually went above and beyond and you started journaling and actually writing a book in the as if, you know, writing a book for advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's amazing because I can tell you that just by, by the fact that you did that alone, you probably are one of those writers that speaks to your audience and, and people connect with you. Um, so you decided you wrote this and everything came together. Mm -hmm. Um, and then here you are with this amazing book. I feel like that people are actually, and it's amazing because it's it's a short read Mm -hmm. and uh, you have your blog, your post, right? Your, your blog. Yeah. Which is, what is it? Uh, The sweetpost.com. The sweetpost.com. That's amazing. I have to ask you one, I mean, not ask you a question, but so there is no dispute, right? That we are living in a hyper-connected, uh, era, searching mm-hmm. for a partner, a date, or a mate. And it seems that everyone is doing everything in their power, right, to find the one. Yet it seems that we're living in an age where a lot of people find themselves unsatisfied. How can we get out of that of that mode? Um, you know, because everything's so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I, I'm even overwhelmed, like, on all, the so, on all the dating apps that I'm on. Like, what can we do? What can you teach us? Like, <laughs> where do we go from here? Well, I mean, for one, if you always view people as just options, you'll always keep looking. So, you know, I've actually never used dating apps. I'm sure they're great for fun, but I don't know how they are for actually like meeting the one because you have to have all these values in place before you start meeting people. So you have to know yourself first, right? That's what my book's about. You have to know yourself first. Um, you have to figure out what you want, and then you browse the catalog of like you know people. So, but we're not just meeting people based on their looks, right? It's their values, like what they're like, their personality, right. their family, like it's everything put together. So you have to know everything that you want in your partner before you can actually meet the one. So, yeah, we have a lot of options right now, and it's interesting because for us. Like, we remember what it was like before cell phones, before computers, yes, you know? Yeah, yeah. I have a little sister who's 12. She was born into this. Yeah, she's a and digital native. That's what they call them. Yeah, you know, Generation Z. And they, you know, I wonder what it's going to be like for them to meet people because they're always so connected. But we can still go out and meet people without, like, having this attachment to the phone, you know? We can still do that. So I think the most important part is going out and meeting people, but also knowing what it is that you want before you meet the person. And then, yeah, you know, don't view them as like, oh, you know, it's just another date, but get to know them. 
Wow. I mean, that's so intimidating because, you know, it, we live in, I think it's called the Tinder generation that we're living in where everybody's just swiping. Everybody's a uh, disposable. Um, but yet, even when I go out or when people go out, people are on their phones, you go to a club, you go anywhere, people are on their phones and it's so intimidating now just to meet someone. Cause I think it's that fear of like rejection. So, and, and the funny thing too, is like, I've caught myself, like I'll go out, I'll be on my phone on the dating on whichever dating app I'm, I'm on. And I'll be looking more on my phone to see who's around me than versus to see who's actually physically around me. And there's always this nervousness that happens of like, of like, you know, like trying to connect with someone because we're, we're so self-consumed. Let's just say that, uh, to be honest, and I don't mean that in, in the worst way. I mean, in, in the way that we are just really on our phones walking around. Um, so you said that we have to match our values. Um, what's some of the things that we have to like align? Like, how do we go about to, to doing that? Mm -hmm. Well, actually I would like to start with what you just said, you know, everybody's on their phones, but it starts with you. Okay. Right. So you noticing how much you're on your phone, be on the phone a little less, you know? Right. And, um, like attracts like, so if you're on your phone all the time, how are you going to attract a person who's not on their phone? Right. Uh. So start with you first. Be aware of how you are in real life, how you are in a relationship, and then you're going to attract that person that's going to match you energetically, you know, vibrationally, and just like, you know, the same. So, um, for example, you really value, you know, your family and mm -hmm. like family relationships. Right. So you're going to look in somebody else for the same thing, right? You want them to also have some val family values. So those are some questions that should be asked and not asked like 10 dates in, right? you know? And that's what I talk about in my book about red flags and um, finding out all the things that you want to know right in the beginning. Like why wait and like pretend like you're this cool person, this cool fun person, just go out bad and ask them questions that are important to you and see how serious they are. And that, and that's, that's very interesting. Okay. So that alone can be intimidating because some of you might ask a question. Another person might think you're very bold, assertive, or very like, should we even care about that? If people Maybe think they're that? not the right person for you, you know, we should, we shouldn't be worried about, um, jeopardizing this relationship with the person we just met. You know, it's like, it's the same as in friendships, right? Right. You don't wait to see this person 30 times to make sure that they're a good friend. You like either connect with them or not. So also in your dating life, like, don't just go by, oh, I want them to like you. Right. But see if you match, you know? Yeah. So yeah. like, don't be afraid to ask Questions that are important to you, like, you know, if religion is important to you, that should be the topic. That should be the topic, you know, right. if like, you know, for some reason you don't want kids or you want a lot of kids, like be open about that. Right. You know, a lot of people, I feel like hide important topics, you know, and that means that you're not going to be with the right person from the get-go because if you're hiding yourself from them how, you know how are you gonna match right and, and that's very true you know you, you touched you said something very specific um you know we live in an age where we're so desensitized yet we're walking around 
like we're sensitizing ourselves. We're actually like we're we're limiting ourselves the way we interact. We're so scared of asking, are are you religious, for example, mm-hmm. right? And we put so much effort in in just the like aspect. Like you want that person to like so much, and you know, and it's and it's and it creates a confusion because it, you were really not projecting ourselves. Which actually, I, I uh, you know, when it comes to dating, for example, like. Um, getting to know someone, it seems like the people tend to project what they want to see in other and the other person. And we're truly not being ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So how can we overcome that? Like, how do we get past that point not to be pretentious or not to be projecting? What What are some of the tools that we can utilize so we can actually just be us and be present? As your book says, it's very important to be very present. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I feel like we all project, I I've done it numerous times. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure we've all can relate to that when we like someone and yet we're so scared of asking the important questions and then we fall back. And, um, I mean, what, what can you tell us about that? Well, I think it goes back to loving yourself first. You know, you have to be the one for yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to know yourself and you have to know that you are enough no matter what, like, you have to accept yourself before somebody else will. You can't outsource your happiness and like crowdfund your happiness, you know? You have to look for the happiness within. And sorry to interrupt. And what do you mean by outsourcing? Like outsource your um, happiness? A lot of people think that somebody else will make them happy. Right. Right? Yes. But nobody can make you happy. They can only make you happier because you have to start with you. You make yourself happy. You make yourself happy because, you know, you are paying attention to your health. You are paying attention, uh, you are paying attention to who's around you, your friends, your moral support. You have your own goals and you're going towards them. Mm-hmm. So you have to have your own life first. And I'm not saying, like, you have to be um, single forever until you, you know, have these values in place and then you can meet the one. You can be in a relationship, but you have to work on yourself first, you know, and then you work on the relationship. So you have to make yourself happy because nobody else can make you happy. Right. They can only make you happier and they can add to your life, but they can't just like bring happiness to you. Right. And it seems like there is this kind of um, idea, right, that love is like a commodity, that you can buy it. You can, we, I feel like, uh, a lot of us fall into that trap where we can, we do things, we love someone, we show them affection by buying things mm-hmm. when in reality that person might not be into it. And we tend to do all these crazy things that really are not even in tune to who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition, you know, what I found also that, and I, and I, I'm speaking from my experience and I'm pretty sure, and, and this is talking to other people, friends that I know, and just in general, having conversations mm-hmm. with people I know, you know, when it comes to dating and getting to know someone, it seems that people sometimes bring their previous relationship into the next, mm-hmm. whether it's consciously or, or unconsciously. What are tools that we can do to prevent like those things? Uh, because those things really hurt you. Like mm-hmm. I've been, there's been so many times I've heard people, even myself, where you go on a date and they're talking about their ex or you know, you, you're in a relationship and then that person says, oh, you're just like my ex or you're oh, like this. No. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? And I, we've all done it. I think we've all been a victim and a perpetrator in that aspect. But it's very hard to like leave what was, leave the previous relationship behind you 
and just start anew because, you know, they say that our experiences shape us, but sometimes it lingers and it's just, it's hard. And, and it's, I feel like that's one of the things that most of us find it's challenging because it creeps up on you. What can you tell us? What tools do we have? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, everything you said, right? So first of all, you have to be aware of that. And a lot of us are not. But we are attracted to a lot of similar types. Yeah, absolutely. And people will think, oh, you know, I like blondes, oh, I like brunettes. That's not the type you're attracted to. You're attracted into, like, the inner values in the people, you know. Some people say that, you know, girls are attracted to people who remind them of their dad or guys. Right, I've heard that, yeah. Attracted to people who remind them of their mom. So there's something about that, you know, relatives for sure. Um, But, yeah, you have to be wary of your patterns and um you know some people like me I was attracted to a lot of hopeless romantics and uh, I didn't really know that was a through line until I like looked at everything I was like oh okay I see now and um the thing about hopeless romantics and not to be confused with romantics because romantic should be a quality right it shouldn't it shouldn't be like this is how I am. This is my lifestyle. Um, so hopeless romantics, they talk a lot about all oh, there is, you know, these romantic things, but they don't actually act on them. Oh. Um, but you get attached to the words, you know? And um, so, and I'm a person of action. So once I realized that, I was like, oh, you know what? I really like actions. I'm a doer, so I like actions. Um, so how can, I can't be with a person who just talks and says nice things and Mm -hmm. never acts on them so you have to realize your own pattern and once you do you have to make a list of like things that you actually want in your partner and that's gonna really help so it's taking inventory that really come what it comes down to like really really being honest with yourself yeah you have to be soberly honest brutally brutally and it's it's hard i mean i think i've there's been times where I've, i've i've tempted to do that or i mean people have probably done that and there's some things that you're not, you're blindly, you're blinded by, you know, of your own self. And it's hard, you know, to, to realize that. Um, if we want to meet the one sooner, how do we align with, with who we are? Is it just only taking inventory? What are the steps or measures can we do to, to just be more connected and in tune? Well, uh, so this exercise that I have in my book, um, I'll talk a little bit about it. So, First of all, you really have to be aligned with yourself, right? You have to know what makes you happy, what you want, where you're going. And then you have to see, you know, you have to write down like what you want in your partner, where you want to be aligned. So you have, you can't just go by their physical qualities. You have to go off of what you want, you know what their inner values are going to be because they're going to treat you so well and so awesome. But you have to write that down. You can't write down, oh, I want them to live over here and make this much money. Like, sure, like that can happen, but they might not align with you. Right. You know, you can have best of both worlds, but write it all down, I suppose. Right. I mean, it's 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 almost like. It's really hard. It's like a soul searching thing, really. It is. That's and, what it and is. And that could be a lifetime. 
No, no, I don't think no, so. No, 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 no. Why, why, why do you say? I mean, I mean, I'm curious to know because I, I, that's how I'm thinking. Like, I mean, sometimes it could be a lifetime of soul searching. <laughs> I mean, or am I wrong? <laughs> Is this why I'm I'm single? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're talking about um, a lot of things intimidating you right now, right? And um, I think you should just put yourself out there more. Okay. And um, you're awesome. I can I like I can see into your soul right now okay. and I can just tell that you have all the good qualities. Oh, you're thank just you. not like really putting them out there. Okay. You know? Right, right. Um so you just you just have to make sure that dig deeper. Dig deeper into yourself and also into the people that you're meeting, you know? So you know, from the get go, just make sure that you know your values. Right. And just see how you align. And and if it doesn't match, like don't try to make it work. Right. And we, a lot of people just try to make it work. We do. And it's like, love is not enough. Being in love with somebody is not enough. It's not gonna be enough right now. It's not gonna be enough when you're married. It's just not gonna be enough. Right. What because is gonna be enough is are they gonna be there for you? You know, are they responsible enough? Are they um, you know, are they letting you be who you are? True. You know? Think of like bigger things right things that are and it's funny because my my mom um hi mom (laughs) Um, (laughs) mom. (laughs) you know she uh she always tells me that love complements your life it's not something you need it just complements your life that's so beautiful and um and, and it's interesting because i feel like a lot of us sometimes we fall into those traps you know like like you said, like we're willing to so impress that person and we start projecting or sometimes both people start projecting. Mm-hmm. And then that's when, you know, you start dating and then a few months later you break up and you realize you don't know why it's because you were in that honeymoon phase and everybody was projecting what they wanted yeah, to see. Yeah. And like nobody was real with themselves, you know, there is a way to recognize if someone is the one, I mean, correct. Yes. And what red flags or hints should we look for in the event that we're, we're in that process? What kind of things that, because your book talk, you talk, you touch upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, what are things that you can uh, give us? Um, I mean, we have to, obviously you have to buy the book guys. Cause the book is really, <laughs> really good. Uh, I'm, we're really just touching like the basics of, of what her book is. And it's really, really, I recommend it. But anyways, back to, so what is it that, what can you give us? What can, how can we, uh, what little bits of advice you can give us on mm-hmm. that, on that ground? Well, the thing with chemistry you're going to have chemistry with a lot of people. Right. Because you're going to be physically attracted to people right. no matter if they're right for you or not, right? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't recommend going off of just that. Um, a lot of people will think, oh, you know, this seems right. Like we seem like we would fit into each other's lives. But you can't be so sensible about it. You have to make sure it feels right. You have to go off of the energy, you know, when you meet somebody, um, within seconds, you really know, like, yeah. if they feel right if, or if they don't. And then, if even if they don't, but they're like, oh, well, it makes sense, you know, like, they live close by or, like, right, right. you know, we went to the same school. Like, you, you kind of try to rationalize it. That's not good. So you, we shouldn't rationalize. No, don't things. don't rationalize. And um, Are, so, Do a lot of people rationalize or oh, a, a good lot number of, of people? A lot of people a lot of people rationalize um other people go off of just their heart you know so there's heart there's brain and then there's energy 
And the thing is, you know, our heart is going to be too nice, right? It's right. going to be like, oh, well, they're so nice and I, I think I'm falling in love with them. And your brain is going to be like, it makes sense. Oh, interesting. Uh, but energy doesn't lie. It either fills right or it doesn't. And um, and it works for not just meeting the one, it works for every part of your life. If something doesn't feel right, it means it's not in alignment with you. It's an intuition. Yeah. Your body does and, um, have a way of telling you. You know, it could be about a job. Right. It could be about friends. It could be about, like, going somewhere. So just, you know listening to like that thing within you and um so another thing is listening to what your date will tell you because again like we rationalize um whatever they're saying and we'll skip some parts you know they'll tell us if um something is not in alignment with us but we just like will miss these things and we have to listen really carefully because people will tell you that like sometimes that they're not even a really good person and we'll be like oh ha 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 that's so funny brush it off yeah yeah so like really pay attention to what they're saying um it's really important and then just you know just see do they align with your life or do they not because they could be a great person but it doesn't mean that they're right for you right now that's very interesting if if that's the case, what do you do then? Do you just move on and or do you keep You touch? can be great friends. True. You know, be the, friends first, see absolutely. how that works out. I mean, it's always my advice to be friends first. And I think that's a great piece um, of advice. Because you get to know somebody so much better when you're friends. And, and it's more organic, I feel like, mm-hmm. when you meet when you when you get to know someone yeah. like don't, on a don't level. ask people out right away. Like right. I, f- I see that all the time and I'm just so turned off by it. Because if you ask somebody right away, um, you are disregarding them because Interesting. most of the time they're going to say no. They don't really know you, right? Um, so, and then you're going to be embarrassed and ashamed that, you know, you got rejected and you're not going to be want to be friends with them. And you outright telling them that I'm, what I'm interested in is like your attractiveness, you know? Um, so I say let that part of you of your ego go and like first get to know the person get to know what they're about right maybe you don't align with them so why are you asking them out like right away and that's very interesting because there are people that rather there's they're like the they we quote unquote uh people who are very slow at dating <laughs> but and then there's people that jump i feel like a lot of you, you said something ego i never thought about that but it makes sense that our ego is willing to bypass the let's be friends and just get straight into the dating thing, mm-hmm. which is very detrimental. I mean, it's very harmful because like you said, we, we start, it's, we disregard that person and we make it about ourselves and wow, I just realized that. And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's kind of, and, and as we get older, I, f- I feel like, and for me, I, I feel like there is this kind of thing that you start realizing that it's better to know people first before you even attempt to, the, to, uh, to, uh, to uh, proceed with the next step because like you said, we're attracted to, to a lot, to a lot of people. We walk around and, you know, you know, in LA, it's very easy to find <laughs> yeah, everybody's LA, attractive, yeah. you know, but the reality is that we need to get to know. And I think a lot of us just try to bypass like all these steps. And it, and let me ask you, well, um, 
Would you say that when it comes to dating, we have to treat it very seriously? Because I feel like there is this notion that with today's modern techno- technology and, and everything moving so fast, we want like quick fix, like the, like exactly how we're getting the things through social media and through dating apps. We're kind of becoming a, I want to say a victim of, of, of our, of, of the world, of the world we've created. And at, as, as a result, we're, we're not treating, sometimes we're not even treating um, dating very seriously. We're just like, Oh, we're just going to go hang out. You know, some people find it as a hookup or whatnot, but like in reality, I feel like there is some sort of sense, like we, we got to slow it down and really take it seriously if we're looking for the one, because we all try and rush for it. Um, I feel like that's the thing. It's very hard to do that. Well, you know, you have to be, again, honest with yourself, right? Because do you want to date or do you want to meet the one? Those are two different things, right? Because dating is just like, you know, casually getting to know people. You're not in a relationship with them yet. You're not attached to them yet. Um, So it depends on what people want. You know, some people just want to have fun. And then other people who want something more serious, they shouldn't be looking for to date. They should be looking for the relationship that's right for them. Um, so you have to be honest with what you want and then call it a proper name. And then you'll get that. That's very beautiful because I think that we need this type of like advice of how to treat these things seriously. I think there's a lot of confusion happening out there where a lot of us confuse dating with finding the one. And I feel like within that mess, we are left unsatisfied. There's this thing that kind of like we're walking around. There's a lot of lonely people and there's a lot of people who are happily married or people that are married and they realize that they're not right for each other. You know, your book, what I love about is that there is this level of seriousness and it all starts with how serious you are. It starts with ourselves and what really what I care about, what my values are and you, it's almost like you're saying we have to be unapologetic um, when it comes to going on the date. And really, if you're trying to meet the one, you just got to just lay, lay it down and that's it. As brutal as it is. But I mean, people might take it offensive, but like you said, you shouldn't be bothered by that. If anything, you probably relieve the other person or yourself. Yeah, um, exactly. And you have to have a relationship that's right for you. So look for that. And I, feel, I think a lot of people... Um, don't really know what marriage is like. Yeah. Like they either don't have good examples, don't have examples, or like society tells us that a wife and a husband are a certain way. But it, you know what? Whenever you get married, it's gonna be how you want it to be. Absolutely. Don't don't think that like relationship is somehow gonna change once you get married. Like your wedding day is just a day out of your life. Your marriage begins way before then. Like it has to for you to actually want to marry that person, you know, you know, spend the rest of your life with them. So, yeah, just have to be in alignment. Very realistic. It's a very it's I like that. It's very that's what I like about, you know, this book is just it's just so there. And it, and, it, and that's why I mean, it speaks to like the reality of the situation. It's not trying to fluff things for you or, you know, elaborate with this extensive language. It's just very there. And it's very interesting you say that the marriage starts long before you're even married. Divorce rate is really high. The majority, I'm a millennial. Um, I could say that there's a good number of millennials that come from divorce households. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the media doesn't help 
with telling us what marriage is, you know, we really have no examples. Do, can we, where can we get like these type of, you said, is there such a thing as, as getting examples of like how to, how married couples function or is it just something that you, it just evolves as the relationship evolves? It's going to depend on how you function. Okay. You know, you make your own relationship. So if it's a relationship that works for you, then who's to say it's wrong? You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't look for like celebrity marriages or anything as like an example. Cause I'm talking about like TV, like, yeah. how, you know, I mean, I th- hopefully I mean, we're past that point, but I feel like I mean, there's even really young TV, people. It's like really funny. I had this, um, acting class once and, uh, we're talking about how when we get the acting sides and there's like wife and a husband in the scene, people like to play it with like, Oh oh husband you know so happy very 1950s but it's like relationships are all different who knows how they get married you know some people marry for green cards some people get married because like well we've been together for 10 years might as well get married you know everyone's relationship is different so you have to just work on what you want your relationship like and then you're going to get that. And that's why it's important to write down like what you want, how you want to feel in a relationship. Because you'll get that once you know what it is you want out of a relationship. But a lot of people never take that step to do that. And and it goes for a lot of areas in our life, which is kind of like we're in limbo because we say yes to too many things. We, you know, we don't really, you know, compartmentalize and... We have to. We have to get more focus on what we want out of life. So, especially now with everything, is every, we're so overwhelmed with everything. Yeah, we're so busy with our lives. Lot, so yet much. alone, how do we go about trying to uh, meet the one, or or even dating, but specifically meeting the one? I think that's the end goal for the majority of people. Because I believe that the human the human being is meant to be uh, with another person, and I think that we can't walk around. Um, this earth being by ourselves. Some people are, and they're unicorns, you know, but the reality (laughs) is that we need it. We need, we need our significant other. We need to create that intimacy and, and create what we, what the heart really desires of what we're, we're meant to be, you know, for listen, it's amazing having you here on this show. I I mean, I wish I can talk more. Um, Is there any piece of advice you want to give to our audience who are listening? Something probably we haven't touched about that you really want them to walk away knowing let me see what we got in our book okay. <laughs> <laughs> by the way guys see. by the way ladies and gentlemen you guys have to get this book this book is first of all it's an amazing read and uh she's done an amazing work with this it's, i mean it's just it's so informative and it's an, it's an easy read and everything is so it's very practical and very it, it just it it just it helps you a lot, especially the whole aspect of taking the inventory and really knowing what your values are. And it's just, I mean, it's a great book. I highly recommend it. And her blog, by the way, is really, really fun to read. She has a lot of little tidbits of advice that I really recommend you guys check her out. Um, One of the advice things that I would like to share with your audience is not to lower your standards for anybody. That's beautiful. Make sure that you have your standards you know of like your list of what you want and you don't lower it for anybody for the right person it can lower because you will know that's the right person but if you lower your standards for everyone that's coming along because you think oh you know 
maybe it'll be okay. You know, I just want to be with someone. You'll never find the one. And you end up being more pretentious, I feel like. You end up not even being true to yourself. And in the process, you probably lose yourself. Yeah. So have high standards. So it's good to have high standards. <laughs> yes, of course. Because you want what you want. You have to be, you know, honest about that. And you know, but see, so it's so funny you say that because we're being told that, oh, you know, I people tell me, oh, you, you, it's because you're picky or you have high standards. That's okay. Thank you. That's okay. Because a lot of us are being told this nowadays. That, oh, everybody's so picky. Like, for example, social media is making everybody picky with high standards. That's one thing, right? A physicality of, of it. But you're saying that it's per- per- perfectly fine to have high standards. And, it's, and when that right person comes along, most of us, I'm assuming, or people, it's okay to lower your standards for that person because you'll know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a compromise. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like they have to be physically this way. I'm right. not talking about high standards like that, but I have, you, they have to be like exactly what you want, you know, their values, their values and where they're going in life. Why not? That is amazing, Valeria. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. This um, awesome. Now, can you let, if, if, if our listeners, once again, if they want to buy or purchase your book or visit your, your website, can you let them know how to um, go about that? Sure. Uh, so my book is called The Most Wanted One in the World. You can get it on Amazon, paperback or Kindle. And also you can get it on my blog, thesweetpost.com. And when you sign up for a Monday motivation newsletter, you get a free summary of the book. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. And that is Valeria Sweet in the studio. I am your host. And that's it for this week. If you have any questions, comments or concern, please feel free to email us at whiskey sex talk at gmail.com that's whiskey sex talk at gmail.com and also please like and subscribe and follow us because we are just getting started and we have so many things for you guys and just like i said like and subscribe and follow us and that is it for this week